Hello everyone, my name is Joseph and I'm doing a Bible reading. Bible reading is taken from Matthew chapter 6 verses 5 to 15. Matthew 6, 5 to 15. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you shall pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is God's word. Well, good to be with you again. We talked uh, yesterday about practicing the presence of God and practicing being present to God. And I was trying to get you to think of a wide range of the kind of way you might pray. Praising, thanking, adoring lamenting, grieving, uh, complaining, <laughs> bewailing. Uh, all those are what we feel. It's good to pass those on to God and to express them to God. We're focusing today on the work of prayers of intercessions, asking prayers, where we actually ask God for things. And we're looking at the Lord's Prayer, which is a great example of an asking prayer from uh, Matthew chapter 6. This then is how you should pray. Uh, please notice that here in Matthew's uh, account of the giving of the Lord's Prayer, there's one in Luke as well, Jesus' instruction is not just pray this, but pray like this. So as we're looking through the Lord's Prayer, you should be thinking not just I should pray the Lord's Prayer, <laughs> though that's a great thing to do, but how can the Lord's Prayer shape my prayers? What can I learn from the Lord's Prayer about praying? Uh, how can the Lord's Prayer enrich my praying? Well, uh, the prayer which should enrich and shape our praying begins, Our Father in Heaven. Well, that's such a great theme in our lives and in the Bible, and particularly in Matthew's Gospel. Jesus is the Son of God. This is my beloved Son, Jesus says at Jesus' baptism. God is his Father who sent him. God the Father reveals God the Son, and God the Son reveals 
God the Father. And those who follow Jesus also have God as their Father. We're embraced into Jesus' sonship of his Father. Because we believe in Jesus, as we read in John's Gospel, to those who received him, he gave authority to become the children of God. So we have a right to call God our Father because we believe in his Son, Jesus Christ. Notice, too, that the prayer is not my Father, but our Father. And here's a wonderful truth. Whenever we pray, or indeed all the time we live, God sees us as part of his people, as a member of the body of Christ, as part of his people throughout the world. And God hears our prayers as part of the prayers that fellow believers are praying all around the world. You are never alone when you pray because you're in Christ with other believers in other lands who are in Christ as well, as well as in Christ with your fellow believers in this church. When we pray, we're close to God and we're close to other believers. The prayers of the saints raise like, raise, raise, rise like incense to the very presence of God. And what is our Father like? Well, as a matter of fact, there's a lot in the Sermon on the Mount about our Father and what our Father is like. Uh, Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So our Father is a God of extremely generous love, even to those who don't serve him and know him. He's a prodigal God, a generous God. Uh, in chapter 6, uh, don't do your acts of righteousness before people to be seen by them. Uh, your father who sees what is secret will reward you. Same thing about praying. Uh, the father who knows what you need before you ask. Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Fasting. Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. God is a rewarding father. Isn't that extraordinary? When we give, when we pray, when we fast, God will reward us. He's a generous God who rewards those who serve him and love him. And uh, also, uh, 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 in chapter 6, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. He's, a, he's an immensely generous father. So my point is that what Jesus is, is, is uh, t saying is pray to your, our father who is like this. This is what our father is like. And yet our father who is so generous is our father who is in heaven, a great, mighty and powerful God. So, uh, 
Let's shape our prayers by that confidence in our Heavenly Father. Then notice that the, the three requests which follow are about God's honour, God's glory, God's plan. Here are the requests. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. That is, the prayer is a God-focused prayer. Uh, often when we come to God to pray, we're driven to God by our needs. And it's okay to pray for our simplest needs, as indeed we do in the Lord's Prayer, uh, give us our daily bread. But it's good to have a habit of shaping our prayers by what God wants. Now there are three extraordinary requests, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. I think the first one is the hardest one to understand because the word hallowed is such an odd word, but actually it's better translated, sanctified be your name. May your name be recognized as holy. And to understand what that prayer uh, is about, we need to go back to Ezekiel uh, chapter 36. Uh, I'll read from verse 16. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by their conduct and their actions. So I poured out my wrath on them because they had shed blood in the land, because they defiled it with idols. I dispersed them and scattered them throughout the countries. I judged them. Yet whenever they, wherever they went among the nations, they profaned my holy name. Hear that, fr that phrase? They profaned my holy name. For it was said of them, these are the Lord's people, yet they've had to leave their land. Then listen to this, verse 21. I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel profaned among the nations where they had gone. So God has a holy name, but God's people had profaned it. So what does God do? Verse 22. Therefore say to the house of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. It's not for your sake, our house of Israel, I'm going to do these things, that is, bring you back from exile, but for the sake of my holy name which you have profaned among the nations. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord, when I show myself holy through you before their eyes. Well, what a prayer to pray. Sanctify your name is saying to God, do whatever it takes in judgment or in mercy to make your, yourself known, your holy name known, your holy identity name uh, known throughout the whole world. Now we often think that we, we need to show people that God is a God of love or a God of judgment. But actually here, what we're praying for is that people would know that God is a holy God and that they would, of course, respond in repentance and faith. So here's a massive God-centered prayer. And, if I may say so, who knows if COVID-19 is part of an answer to that prayer. God, may your name be sanctified. It's something that only God can do. Sanctified be your name. Your kingdom come. 
your will be done on earth as in heaven. What's the difference between asking God to sanctify his name, to make his name, holy name known among the nations and praying for his kingdom to come and his will to be done? To pray for God's kingdom to come is, of course, to pray for the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Christ to come. We read in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 5, that the kingdom is the kingdom of God and of Christ because Christ is the Messiah. We find in Revelation uh, chapter 12, now is the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. And then God's will is of course his saving will, which we read about in Ephesians chapter 1 as a plan for the fullness of time to bring all things together under Christ. So God's name is his identity, his promise, his revelation, his presence, his glory, his reputation and honour, who he is. God's kingdom is his rule and provision, what he does. And God's will is his saving plan, how he does it. Let me say that again. God's name is who he is. I am who I am. God's kingdom is his rule, what he does to achieve the sanctifying of his name. And his will is his saving plan, how he does it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's name is hallowed when Christ is honoured. God's kingdom grows when people become Christians. God's will is done when people turn to Christ. God's will is done when we live Christ-like lives and serve his glory. It's God's agenda first, isn't it? Not our own needs but God's great gospel plan for the whole world. Well, I wonder if that comes first in your daily prayers. <laughs> I hope it does, because Jesus taught us to pray like this. Our Father, sanctified be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's remarkable, isn't it? It's a God-glory-focused prayer. It's a gospel-focused prayer. It's a global gospel-focused prayer. It's a missional prayer. It's a big prayer, the biggest prayer you can pray. It's an open-ended prayer. God, do whatever it takes to achieve your saving purpose through Christ. And it's a dangerous prayer because God may say, well, yes, I'm going to do it, but actually what I'd like to do is involve you in this particular way. The Lord's Prayer is a remarkable prayer. The Lord's Prayer is taught to us by Christ. He told us to pray like this. 
the Lord's Prayer is enabled by Christ. That is, we can approach our Heavenly Father through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord's Prayer is fulfilled in Christ. For the prayer, sanctified be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven, will be finally answered when the Lord Jesus returns. So the prayer, come Lord Jesus, is a way of praying the same petitions as we find here in the Lord's Prayer. Sanctified be your name, come Lord Jesus. Your kingdom come. Come, Lord Jesus, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Come, Lord Jesus. So I want to encourage you to enrich your prayers by praying big prayers for God's global gospel plan to be achieved. I think we often tend to pray for needs we see, don't we? So... We pray for people who are sick. We pray for those facing trials and difficulties. We pray for those facing medical examinations and things like that. And those are all good things to pray. But uh, at 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 the front of our prayers ought to be that we will live God honoring lives, that people will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're Praying for your children, don't just grandchildren or friends, don't just pray for their safety, pray for their conversion. Pray that they'd come to give glory to God, that they would live for the holiness of God's name, that they would sanctify God in their hearts. Pray that uh, through them that God would use them to achieve his kingdom purposes and his saving will in the world. Pray big prayers. God is such a big God that we can pray big prayers to him. But it's also true that God is such a big prayer, God that we can pray little prayers to him as well. I was, remember speaking once on, um, on that bit in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, not a sparrow falls to the ground, but your heavenly Father cares. It was a children's talk. Uh, so I thought, well, I must, I must turn this into a prayer. So... I led them in prayer for sparrows. We, Heavenly Father, we pray for sparrows around the world. We pray especially for those who've fallen out of their nests and can't get back that you'd help them. We pray for those who are feeling a bit sick and a bit old. We pray for little sparrows who've lost their mummies and daddies and so on. Uh, it was a silly prayer in a way, but no, it wasn't a silly prayer because the Bible tells us that God cares for sparrows. So... While we want to pray big prayers, we can pray the littlest prayers. I'm frightened. I'm feeling tired. I've just fell over. (laughs) My neighbor's not looking very well. Please care for her. We can pray the littlest prayers. No prayer is too big to pray to God and no prayer is too little to pray to God. Isn't that wonderful? And here... Uh, we turn to the next uh, things we pray for. Give us this day our daily bread. Well, that's a remarkable prayer, I think, because I've never heard anybody pray it except in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, I often hear Christians thanking God for their daily bread, but never praying for it. Not in the West, anyway. 
well, not in the circles I move in, but actually there are people even in Australia and many, many billions of people around the world who live a hand-to-mouth existence and do pray sincerely, give me food today, provide my daily needs today. And I think one of the wonderful things uh, with the, with the, uh, with the COVID restriction has been that some food hasn't been available when you go to the shop. Whereas in Australia, we live in, in an extraordinary plenty, don't we, where a wonderful foods from all around the world are available in our shops all the time. And it's been a bit of a shock, hasn't it, to go to the shop and find something isn't available. But, you know, many people... <laughs> They, if they do have enough money to go to the shop, the food may not be there because they're living in the midst of famine. So what we take for granted is in fact a gracious gift of God every day. The bed you sleep in, the fresh water you drink is a gift of God. You should be asking God for it. Give us this day our daily bread. That's what Jesus told us to ask for. And if we ask for these things, we'll be much more thankful for them and not take them for granted, not think that they're our right. Isn't that a sobering prayer to pray? Give us this day our daily bread. You know, if God didn't supply you with fresh air, you would die. If God didn't supply you with energy for your heart to keep pumping, you would die. We're daily dependent on the generosity and kindness of God. Every moment we live is a sign of his kindness and his care for us. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, forgive us our sins, as we've forgiven our debtors. Well, I hope you confess your sins every day. I hope that's a pattern of your life that you don't go to sleep at night without confessing your sins of the day and asking for God's forgiveness. I hope you realise your frailty and ask that God would not lead you into a temptation you cannot endure, that God would protect you. I hope you know how vulnerable you are. Though you are safe in God's hand, you're also vulnerable to the deceitfulness of sin, aren't you? To the power of Satan. Forgive us our debts, our sins, as we've forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, I think it is, from the evil one. Because elsewhere in Matthew, in the parable of the soils and the parable of the harvest, he talks about the evil one. But even if it's just evil, you can translate the Greek word either way, how good to pray that God would deliver us from evil, particularly the evil which would drag us away from him. That's the great danger, isn't it? The great evil which we face. Those pressures which drag us away from our loving Heavenly Father. The Lord's Prayer is a prayer taught by Christ. We can pray it through Christ and it's fulfilled in Christ. It's a prayer to pray, a model for our prayers, a prayer for us to pray and expand 
a prayer that should shape the way we pray. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer together as we finish this session. Our Father in heaven, sanctified be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, our sins, as we have forgiven our debtors, those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, from the evil one. Through Jesus Christ, our Saviour and Lord. Amen.